Hola amiga, welcome to the Amiga Arise podcast. I'm Priscilla Gomez, your host and hopefully an amiga for a journey of learning, growing, and thriving. I'm a licensed clinical therapist with a trauma history of my own, but I was transformed by the call that God has placed on my life. And I'm here to share how the clinical world taught me how to begin my healing process, but ultimately only God was able to heal the darkest areas of my past. Amiga, I know you are smart, driven, successful, and ambitious, but yet there seems to be something missing. You might be wondering why peace and joy are lacking in your life. Amiga, welcome. I can bet you have walked through some dark paths yourself, and maybe you're wondering if God is even real or why suffering exists or what your true purpose is here on earth. Amiga, I hear you. But if you're ready to take a deeper look, find freedom, and step into flourishing God's way, I'm here to lend a helping hand as you step into your healing and your faith-filled life. So open up that journal, pop in those AirPods, and take a deep breath. We're about to embark on a beautiful journey of arising to your true self. Hola amiga, welcome back. I am so excited to be here. I took last week off and didn't have a new episode, as you may have noticed if you are following along regularly. But if you're catching up, it just may seem seamless. You're just going from one episode to the next. So anyways, I took a week off and I just wanted to jump back on and, you know, pay a little tribute to the fact that we all sometimes need to take a little break and recenter and refocus and do away with any shame or guilt of what we should, could have, would have done, right? I've talked a lot about this. So I'm allowing myself some grace along the journey of this podcasting life that I've kind of decided to dive into. I am not a pro, pro, (laughs) professional podcaster, so to speak. I'm so doing this for the fun and the love of getting to dive into my own calling and purpose and what I felt God asked me to do and be faithful in just teaching a little bit more about his love and his grace um, along the way. And yeah, that reminds me, two episodes ago, I guess, was my first Spanish, full Spanish episode, which was so much fun for me. I think I may do some more um, in the future. I'm curious to hear a little bit more. I know I had a few friends reach out and let me know what they thought, but still curious if that was helpful and enjoyable to my Spanish-speaking community. Anyways, amiga, today I wanted to talk about the word purpose. And I know I have a previous episode on kind of defining purpose and how to create maybe even a purpose mission statement for yourself and how helpful that could be just in grounding yourself as you move around the world and navigate the new things that come your way, right? It gives you a sense of direction when things are presented. Like, does this align with my purpose? Is this going to support my next step in that direction? But I'm actually working on this word purpose uh, for an assignment I have in a class that I'm taking. And I just couldn't help but feel so drawn to continue this search and evaluation of purpose because as we understand the word purpose in our world, right, in our language, it it has so many different meanings, so many different layers that I wanted to break it up for you today. And so I did a little, you know, (laughs) dive on Google and definitions and all that good stuff. And sometimes I just love bringing it back right to the simplicity of definitions and root words because 
it really helps to center and focus our attention. When I looked up the word purpose, I found the definition in the noun form and in the verb form, right? So in the noun form, it's defined as the reason for which something is done or created or which something exists, a person's sense of resolve or determination. And an example they give is, quote, there was a new sense of purpose in her step as she set off. And I was like, oh, so cool that that's the example they give of using that word, right? Um, And that's exactly what I'm diving into here. Someone's sense of purpose and then defining what purpose actually means, right? It's a particular reason for which something is done or created. And I loved hearing that because I thought of, God's eternal purpose, right? Why are we created or why were we created? And and we were given a purpose for which to exist under, right? Under his divine creation, under his divine design. And the verb definition of purpose is defined as have as one's intentions or objective, right? God has allowed suffering, even purposed it. And so I just love that even the definitions that I looked up, God was brought up into it too. So I was like, okay, God, <laughs> um, I hear you. Let's let's do a little dive into this word. And, and it got me thinking. I often use this word like I, my, I find my purpose in God and I definitely stand behind that, right? My purpose is to love God and to love people. And, it, and it's just that simple. You know, um, the other things that I do in my life are secondary in terms of how things, how I allow things to be positioned and assigned to me, so to speak. Um, Being a daughter, being a sibling, being a friend, being um, a therapist, being a coach, holding certain leadership positions at church, like all of those things I hold with uh, great pride and responsibility for the things that have been entrusted onto me, but those things do not define me, right? My purpose comes from loving God and loving people in all realms, you know, across all the, the fields that I just talked about, loving my friends, my family, the community with, with, with whom I work with, you know, all of that is important, but I couldn't do any of that if I wasn't grounded in the love of God so that I could love people, right? As I began to dig into the word purpose and how it shows up in the Bible, I was brought to um, the Old Testament, right? I wanted to see when is the first time the word purpose comes up in the Bible. And I could be wrong, um, but as far as I found, the first in at least the Bible that I'm reading, the first time the word purpose is brought up is in Exodus 9 verse 16. And this is after one of the plagues that God is bringing to Egypt because Pharaoh refuses to let the Jewish people go. And it states, uh, Exodus 9 verse 16, but I have spared you for a purpose to show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the world. Or throughout the earth. And so I have spared you for a purpose is directly related to show his power, he says, right? And to spread his fame throughout the earth. And it just 
really resonated with me and reminded me that my purpose is exactly that, right? Is to follow his purpose, his will, his power, his authority in my life to give him fame on this earth. I just had this strong conviction, friend. Like, I know that I am on this podcast. I, you know, self-promote myself in terms of the work that I do, therapy, coaching, etc. Because I make a, a living off of it, right? But I wanted to be reminded or not even wanted to be reminded. I was reminded through this little exploration exploration of the word purpose is that at the end of the day, at the end of the road, my purpose is to glorify God in everything I do. And I just love that the first time it shows up, at least as far as I know, if I'm wrong, correct me. I would love to hear if the word purpose comes up before Exodus 9 in the Bible. It's a direct correlation to God's purpose, power, and fame. And then the next verse that really stood out to me regarding purpose, not the next time purpose is mentioned, but the next time it really stood out is in Jer- Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 20. And this is Jeremiah praying out to the Lord. O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unfailing love to thousands, but you also bring the consequences of the greater generation's sins upon the next. You are the great and the powerful God, the Lord of the heaven's army. You have all wisdom and do great and mighty miracles. You see the conduct of all people and you give them what they deserve. You perform the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, things still remembered to this day. And you have continued to do great miracles in Israel and all around the world. You have made your name famous till this day. So I mentioned this verse because again God reminds us it's about his fame and I don't think it's with this intention to to just glorify God to glorify God right it's not this boastful egotistical nature that maybe us humans have in our own nature but from a divinity right from a form of divinity that he does all things he knows all things and we don't And we can easily step into the false assumption that we know best that we are doing things with the most utter power and authority of our own. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't grant us authority and give us power and dominion over certain territories and battles to be won here on earth that's absolutely true but only because he has given it to us not because we have earned it or deserved it or by our own will and might did we get there right and so this is why i was just brought to great conviction to speak on this today because i think it's easy to wrap ourselves up in this big identity of purpose what is my purpose? What I should what should I be doing? Why am I even here? And we kind of glorify that a little bit. If I'm being honest myself, I believe we all we are all here on purpose with purpose, right? But I don't think we have to overcomplicate it and I think that we've gotten to a day and age where we we do. We we complicate things really easily and 
and so easily make something or idolize something more than we should. I'm not saying that purpose isn't important and finding a way to to find meaning on earth isn't important. Absolutely. You've heard many of my episodes talk about that. But the fact that we can kind of idolize this purpose identity, so to speak, I think we need to check our heart when that happens. I know I've had to check my own heart and remind myself that it's not about me. It's about me loving God and loving people. So wherever I go, no matter what, if I have those two things intact, then the rest God resolves for me, right? If he brought me to Southern Orange County at this time, he brought me with the intention of loving God and loving people. So what am I doing in my day in and day out that is exemplifying those two things? And if he takes me out of here and puts me on the other side of the country or the other side of the world, then Am I doing those exact same two things again, right? Loving God and loving people, no matter where I'm at, no matter what my role, title, position may be in any organization, church, philanthropy cause, whatever, in every place and location, that should be my foundation to love God and love people. And then people will know that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, right? And I love this because it brings me to John 14, 34, reminding us of the biggest commandment God has given us. And he's, and Jesus is telling his disciples, a new command I give you, love one another as I had loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so, I mean, he just repeats, love one another, love one another, love one another three times, right? Like that's how important in this, in these two verses that is. And that's how people know that we follow Jesus Christ. So whatever we're doing, whether in ministry or secular life, are we loving God and are we loving people? So it brought me to read the great commandments, right? That Jesus gives the disciples in Matthew 22 and in Mark um, is also recited again, but the greatest commandments, right? In Matthew 22 and in Mark 12, there's a teacher of the law that is asking, well, then what is the greatest commandments, right? If, if you can summarize, summarize it. And Jesus replied, this is Matthew, uh, Matthew 22, 37, love your Lord, your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Jesus is not disregarding the laws of Moses that came with the 10 commandments. He's saying all of these really depend on these two, love God and love people. And I love what is further explained in Mark 12 after the the same, it's the same story about the teacher of the law asking Jesus, well, what is the greatest commandments? And the teacher of the law replies to to Jesus after he says, these are the two greatest commandments. Well said, teacher, the man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Jesus and when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one ever dared ask 
him any more questions. So this is Mark 12 verses 32 through 34. And friends, I bring this passage up or the scripture up because this man had a, a great revelation that it is so important to love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, really. And that after that, we can love our neighbors and that there's not enough offerings or sacrifices that we can do more than loving our neighbor, right? Because loving our neighbor, if we're being honest, can be very challenging at for many different reasons, right? Whether your neighbor is your spouse or your siblings or your children or literally your neighbor next door, it doesn't matter, right? This is referring to your fellow human being next to you. Loving them with all the baggage, all the things, exactly how they are, sometimes is the most challenging thing to do because we are all flawed and broken and in need of a savior, right? But in that walk, we are so eager to try to fix that person sometimes that we forget to love them, right? And I'm not even saying fixing someone is our duty. It's not. It's Jesus' responsibility, right? But that in the lack of loving them just as they are, we're missing the opportunity for God to show up and do the work that he needs to do, right? God works through people. And sometimes that's us holding back our pride, holding back our tongue, and just being kind so that God can show up, right? And do the miraculous in and through that person and through you in that moment, right? Because it's really humbling (laughs) when we know we need to step aside our own ego, our own pride, and allow love to be the first thing to show up. Again, wanted to reiterate the this message of purpose and refocusing it on God's purpose, right? It's my purpose to glorify God's purpose. And God's purpose is to love people <laughs> and to help the brokenhearted and to meet people exactly where they're at. And so I wanted to end with the Great Commission and how Jesus came to his disciples after he had died and risen, and that's when he gave them the Great Commission, after he had already died and resurrected. And there was still some disbelief coming from their own disciples, right, when this happened. But I I wanted to end it on this note because that's the order, right? The disciples walked with Jesus for three years and saw him do signs, miracles, and wonders, and yet still it was Jesus mission during those time for to teach his disciples to to love him love god and love people and then you are placed on this great commission right so if you don't love god and you don't love people we're not given the authority and and the power to go out and and make disciples because we're not walking in the design that god has given us to love him and love people i just wanted to end on this on the great commission matthew 28 verses 16 through 20 Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always." to the very end of the age. So friend, I just end on that great note of 
knowing that the Great Commission is to make disciples, right, of all nations. But if we haven't been discipled ourselves, if we don't know how to love God and love people, we won't be able to make disciples of others, right? We have to be our primary first example outside of, of course, following Jesus, but seeing that work being done in ourselves so that we may give it to others. That is dependent on the love of God, right? Of loving God. So, Amiga, I know today was a little maybe preachy, <laughs> um, but it just was something that was on my heart and that I really felt the need to to digest and dive into. And I hope that you found some meaning behind that and that hopefully that inspires a little bit of your purpose mission statement here on earth and in the different fields that you're walking into, right? Um, all places, positions, titles, are God-given and how are we glorifying God in and through those positions and giving him all the glory and all the fame? Are we living to make Jesus famous or are we living to make ourselves famous? And I'm not pointing fingers or blaming or, or shaming or condemning. I know it's just something that I've even had to wrestle with, right? Am I doing this for my sake or for Jesus's sake? And so the more and more I get into this um, podcast and dive into the word with God, I feel more conviction to share more about him and talk more about him throughout the entirety of my episodes rather than give a nugget here and there, right? So that's where I stand, friend. I'm here to glorify and bring down his purpose here on earth. And the simplest way I know how to do that is to love him and love people. So love you, friend. I'm so happy that you're here. I hope you tune in to the next few episodes. And I'm excited to see what the rest of this year is, has in store for us. Happy March, amiga. Hasta luego. Amiga, that's a wrap for today. I pray this episode has blessed you in some way, brought you some clarity, or inspired you to take your next step in faith and healing. If this podcast has blessed you in any way... I would love to hear about it. And the best way to thank me is by leaving me a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also screenshot this episode and post me and tag me at Amiga Arise. I would love to connect with you and be on this journey with you. You can also join my Facebook group and meet other women on the same journey. So until next time, I'll be praying with you, Amiga. Arise and shine daily. And may we pray, move, and grow together. God bless.